Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and a funny video fanatic. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, and anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day, I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365 with On this day in 1990, America's Funniest Home Videos premiered on ABC. Known as AFV, the series is still running to this day, marking over 30 years on air. It's no surprise that AFV has remained so popular. You could almost call it a precursor to platforms like Vine or TikTok. What can you say? People love videos. And funny ones at that. Maybe your For You page is just a new version of AFV. AFV was inspired by a similar show that aired on the Tokyo Broadcasting System in Japan. The premise is simple. People send in funny clips from their home video collections, letting the rest of the world laugh at the unlikely moments they caught on tape. Given the similar premise, AFV pays a royalty fee to the Japanese network to use the format. A group of screeners watch the viewer-submitted videos, then submit the best ones to the producers for final approval. Once they're on the show, a comedian adds a voiceover, adding extra humor to the situation. The videos are often quote-unquote epic fail style clips that were popular on YouTube back in the day, but sometimes they're just cute and funny. In one video, for instance, a little kid opens up a holiday present, a really cool pair of socks and shoes. He throws the shoes aside and plays with the socks. Oh boy, socks, says the voiceover. In another video of a high school marching band, everyone is in perfect sync until one person walks to the left while the rest of the crew walks to the right. He's playing the tuba, so he probably can't see or hear that well, and he doesn't notice for a while. Poor kid. Bob Saget from Full House is known for being the first host of the show, but now Alfonso Ribeiro, who played Carlton on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, is in charge. These comedians are a big part of the show, but behind the scenes, video editing is crucial to get the audience to laugh at just the right moment. The co-executive producer of the show, Richard Connor, has been editing AFE videos for almost 20 years. You can almost categorize AFE videos into specific tropes. There's groin injuries, of course, cute animals, trampoline fails, bad school plays, you get the deal. Unfortunately, he observed that dogs are funnier than cats. He told Vulture, quote, the best kind of laugh is when you don't see it coming. But like too many productions in Hollywood, AFE has a darker underbelly than the family-friendly humor we see on screen. In October 2020, three employees alleged to The Hollywood Reporter that they had faced racial and sexual misconduct while working at Vin D. Bona Productions, the company that makes AFE. The previous year, they anonymously filed a civil suit in Los Angeles court seeking damages for wrongful termination, harassment, retaliation, and emotional distress. The case is still underway, but in March of 2021, Bindi Bona Productions won a motion in court that the former employees suing them would have to pay $150,000 in legal fees. The women's representative, attorney Barbara E. Cohen of Workplace Advocates, described this to the Daily Beast as a Hail Mary on the production company's part. She said it's an intimidation tactic. 
since under California law, employees are only liable for legal fees once a case is settled, and this one is far from over. Unfortunately, these kind of intimidation tactics are sometimes used to prevent people from coming forward about racist, sexist, and abusive behavior. Let's end this on a letter note, though. A fart joke. As per the guy who edits the AFV videos, one of the funniest clips of all time features a baby and a dog sitting on a couch. Suddenly, the baby just really, really loudly farts. Like, you wouldn't expect that from a baby. The dog perks up, gives a nasty look to this tiny little baby, and then runs away. Sometimes, reality is funnier than fiction. Now, let's talk about music. Today, in 2020, McDonald's introduced the Travis Scott meal, the first McDonald's meal named after a celebrity since the Mick Jordan, named after Michael Jordan, in 1992. To honor the musical artist, the Travis Scott meal included a medium Sprite, a quarter pounder with bacon, and fries with barbecue sauce. The meal was $6, but between the endorsement deal and sales, Scott made $20 million from all of it. It became a TikTok trend to order the Travis Scott meal, roll up to the drive through window, blasting the song Sicko Mode. It was so common that McDonald's employees were trained to navigate these situations, recognizing particular phrases that were popular in the TikToks. Another feature of the collab with Travis Scott was a three-foot-long chicken nugget body pillow, which retailed for $90. They went out of stock really quick. Clearly, this marketing tactic worked for McDonald's. So this year, they teamed up with BTS to make another artist-themed meal. What was the BTS meal? It was a 10-piece chicken McNugget meal. Medium fries, a Coke, and limited-time Cajun and sweet chili sauces. The sauces are supposed to be a nod to BTS's South Korean heritage, but McDonald's should know better than to mess around with limited-edition sauces. In 2017, a Rick and Morty episode referenced the no-longer-existent Szechuan sauce from McDonald's. McDonald's brought back the sauce for one day only, but fans swarmed stores, harassing employees for the sauce. It was chaos. People got hurt and called the police to break up aggressive crowds. Worst of all, people who were just trying to do their job were getting threatened by rabid fans over a sauce. On the bright side, these limited edition BTS sauces have not led to any violence as far as I know. I shouldn't have to tell you all this, but just in case, don't harass food service workers in any scenario, especially not over Szechuan sauce. And now for today's final segment, I'll be going into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a September 8th in my life. On September 8th, 2017, I accidentally stumbled across the set for 13 Reasons Why. I was in California with my family someplace and I was walking around. We were in like Vallejo, California. And I didn't realize that they were filming there. We like walked by it and we asked them what they were doing because they wouldn't let us go into the street. And they were like, it's a film production. So then I like walked around for a little bit and talked to more people. And somebody finally told me they were filming 13 Reasons Why there. And it was a cafe that they were like taking over and making into a set for the show. Um, I don't watch that show. Maybe that's not the truth, but that was what I was told. And I stumbled across, across it in 2017. So that's my fun fact. Thanks for going back in time with me, and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Come back tomorrow for more stories from the past. It's 365 with MXM2. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.